This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast with all the latest business and market news from Oanda senior market analysts from around the world. And today we speak to Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning from London, Jeff. How are you doing? Good afternoon from Asia. Wonderful to be here as ever. Indeed. Let's first get the latest from where you are at the Asia-Pacific markets. What's been happening so far today? Well, it's very much like the dish of the day at the moment. So depending on what the dish is, is what markets are doing. And that's why we're getting a lot of two-way, very choppy price action to and fro in North America. And that's flowing through into other markets. The dish of the day yesterday night was inflation. uh, And US equities duly headed south because of that having uh, not been served that dish on Monday and rising. Uh, and we saw uh, Asian stock markets follow that same lead. US index futures on the NASDAQ, S&P and Dow all headed lower as well. They're down about 0.4% today as well. Uh, we saw uh, Japan off 1.7%. Uh, and uh, we saw um, uh, Australia take quite a quite a big dip as well. Those stocks, uh, the All Lords and uh, all Lords and ASX uh, 200 down nearly 2%. Across the rest of Asia, it's been down around 06 to 0.8% uh, with some variances there. Uh, South Korea and Hong Kong are closed for the Buddha's birthday today, so we've got no data from them. Uh, but I've no doubt that uh, if they had been open, they probably would have had 2% down days as well because they're very much markets dominated by intraday retail-driven uh, momentum. That probably sets uh, Europe up for a bit of a soggy start. Uh, in general, the price action in stock markets in particular is very back and forth uh, as markets are searching for uh, a new direction, shall we say, and nerves are rising about uh, the increasing threat of inflation, which seems to be capping any rally. Uh, these sort of back and forth tail chasing markets are very indicative, in my experience, uh, of, uh, of an impending uh, correction against the trend. Given markets have risen one way uh, since March 2020 last year, I suspect that we're moving towards uh, towards a stock market correction to the downside. Talking of inflation, Jeff, here in the UK, we've just had the latest inflation numbers. Yesterday, the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey was in Parliament and he said that the bank's Monetary Policy Committee would not tolerate a persistent overshoot in inflation from its 2% target and uh, signalling it could raise interest rates in such a scenario. But he said he saw little evidence of this happening at present. Well, we just had the numbers. Consumer prices index has risen to 1.4%. Was that higher than expected? Yeah, it was. I mean, we need to take the year-on-year numbers with a slight grain of salt because uh, they are measured on base effects against uh, this time last year when, as we know, we were in the depths of the pandemic and inflation had been uh, completely forgotten. The month-on-month numbers have all come in slightly higher as well. So inflation rate year-on-year year is 1.5%, still well clear of that 2% uh, uh, target rate that you were mentioning before. Month-on-month month up 0.6%. So that's up from 0.3% last year across the core inflation and through the PPI numbers that have also come out, uh, as well as the retail price index, they've all risen as well. I think this is generally a pattern that we're seeing around the world where inflation and PPI uh, producer price index numbers are are rising uh, faster than perhaps expected. 
Uh, and we're going to get EU ones this afternoon, and we also get quite a few emerging market uh, inflation uh, prints as well. I think they will all generally uh, confirm that higher inflation trend is actually uh, a global phenomenon now, unless you're in Japan, uh, and that may raise uh, nerves in Wall Street this afternoon. Uh, they are very much on an inflation watch and, and a bit on edge in that respect. That could see US bond rates rise slightly this afternoon. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the UK markets react to that when they open in uh, just under an hour's time. Uh, what would you expect? I'm expecting uh, UK and European markets to open slightly lower this afternoon, simply because Asia hasn't had a great day, and that is a continuation of a, a, a weak session from Wall Street. And notably, the US futures have been under pressure all day in Asia and after markets trading as well. I think uh, if uh, Wall Street was on inflation alert, we may get the same sort of sentiment sweeping across Europe and the UK this afternoon as well. And Europe, I mean, the UK performed quite well yesterday after those uh, quite strong, uh, uh, that quite strong data that came out yesterday. So for me, uh, I'm thinking that we're going to open slightly lower. But as I said before, sentiment is swinging back and forth uh, quite uh, quite aggressively at the moment. So I think we have the FOMC minutes this evening, and as long as there's no signs there that dissension is taking place in the ranks regarding the schedule for tapering, then we could well be back to inflation is no longer a problem uh, this evening, and we could see stocks rally. Ah, the ebbs and flows of markets, eh? Um, What should we look out for later in the day? There is plenty of data coming out over the next couple of days right across the world. Yeah, look, we've got Canadian inflation as well as the European Union inflation headlines, plus a lot of emerging market uh, inflation and retail sales prints as well. It's sort of tier two data. I think the main highlights are going to be uh, the US crude inventory uh, oil stock changes uh, this evening. Uh, Oil had a pretty frisky night overnight as well. It was under pressure overnight and uh, on on, um, a BBC Persia tweet uh, that uh, the US and Iran have moved closer to a nuclear deal, uh, that the threat of uh, Iranian oil coming back onto the wholesale markets pushed it down. That'll be closely monitored, particularly if crude inventories rise uh, higher than expected. But really, we've got the FOMC minutes from the last meeting tonight uh, will be the major uh, uh, data point for the evening. That one could be deceptive, actually, because if there is signs of dissension amongst the, the uh, committee members about the pace of the Fed tapering or raising rates in the future, a, uh, a market that's very much on edge and on inflation alert could send uh, US yields higher, so selling bonds, and uh, that would almost certainly lead to quite a dip in uh, US equities as well. So I think that one's definitely worth watching. US uh, China announces... Um, uh, its latest rate decision tomorrow uh, in the one in five years. I'm not expecting any change there, although I think there is an increasing chance they will move higher in uh, later in uh, Q4. But otherwise, it's actually a there's a lot of data this week, but it's pretty second tier um, after the frenzy of last week. Jeff, Bitcoin has taken a bit of a pounding recently. Firstly, those uh, comments from Elon Musk a few days ago, and now the Chinese have reined in. What's happening? Yes, the PBOC, the People's Bank of China, the central bank came out late uh, yesterday evening and uh, stated that it would is illegal for Chinese uh, financial institutions to either price 
transactions in virtual currencies or accept or make payments for services or products in virtual currencies. It didn't really get a lot of traction overnight, which surprised me, although Bitcoin did edge down to 42,500. But it certainly picked up pace this morning once Reuters ran uh, with much the same story with some added details. Bitcoin's down 7.5% today. It's broken a major chart support level uh, at uh, $40,000. It's trading around $39,750 at the moment. 40,000 is its 200-day moving average, um, and it hasn't been uh, below uh, that 200-day moving average. If I have a quick look at my chart, well, it hasn't been there for literally since uh, May of last year, so we're talking over a year ago. It's quite a significant technical development. Post this colonial pipeline saga where the ransom for $5 million was paid in Bitcoin, I do believe that that will have raised the ire of uh, both the US government and political uh, powers in the states. And it may finally be the stick that's poked into the bear enough to wake it up. I, I believe now with the crypto universe in general, its biggest threat is government either government either banning or heavily regulating that sector. China's put a shot across the bowels there. Um, and I would not surprise me in the least to see developments from Europe and the US on, on this front as well. As you said, Elon Musk is no longer accepting Bitcoins for his, uh, for his Teslas. And also Square's, uh, Square Financial said they would no longer buy uh, any more Bitcoin either. That came out, I think, about five days ago. So that's sort of Jack Dorsey, who owns Twitter, and Elon Musk, who are both uh, showing some doubts as well. So uh, I, I can see the potential here for Bitcoin uh, to, to, um, to remain under some quite serious pressure, pressure now, both from that regulatory threat, but... Breaking that chart point to my uh, my uh, interpretation of the charts here uh, suggests that we uh, have a target under $30,000, so another $10,000 or 25% away. So definitely a space worth uh, watching closely this week. Okay, Jeff, thanks very much for joining us this morning. We'll talk to you again soon. Absolute pleasure. Have a great week, everyone. This is the Oanda Podcast.